Hello, Magical Mamas, and welcome to the Magical Mothering Podcast. I'm Dania Foster, Elemental Energetics Therapist and Nurturer of Mamas who are struggling with disconnect whilst raising highly sensitive kids. Today, I'm talking with Claire Rowe, the Wellness Witch, about her journey to trusting her path to homeschool her children. Claire is an intuitive healer and psychic who works with people who are feeling stuck or disempowered and seeking to make radical change. So, Claire, welcome. Thank you for having me, Daniela. So good to have you here. So I'd love for you to just introduce yourself to our audience by telling me a bit about your family. So I am a busy mama of four children, one stepchild who is 12 and still in mainstream school, um, five-year-old twins who I've just started my homeschooling journey with, and a full-of-life two-year-old as well. Beautiful. And how is it that you came to living this homeschool journey this past or just this year you started? Yeah, well, you played a very big part in that. So I've been following your work and um, your page for a few years. I don't even know how long. And I remember when my children were in kindy, kind of having this feeling of wanting to do this and wanting to sort of be more involved in the schooling journey. Um, and didn't listen to myself for a long time they stayed in Mm -hmm. kindy they started kindy really late um but we sort of pushed through all of those challenges and then in 2020 when the lockdown happened I really noticed that Cora was thriving at home yeah um but then didn't listen to myself again and they started mainstream school last year they did prep at our local school yeah and then a few things throughout the year and then actually connecting with you and sort of following your journey a little bit more closely mm. really inspired me to just be brave and realize that I can actually do it. Oh, I'm so grateful that you shared that with me because I have no idea who's following me and getting inspiration from what I share but you know that's the intention of why you you put yourself out there and you think oh is this is this too much am I sharing too much of my life and what we're doing does anybody care about all of this stuff so it's really nice to hear that it it's um had such a positive influence on you so thank you thank you yeah definitely I like all of the alignments in how you live and how I strive to live or how I've sort of strived to parent and that kind of journey through magical mothering is really it just really resonated with me it's influenced a lot of how we do things around here so thank you oh I'm so glad I'd just love to jump in I'm gonna poke a question in here is like I'd love to hear your explanation of what magical mothering means to you well this has been a bit of a journey (laughs) to try and find a sort of answer to that question but I think what I've come home to especially in the last few months has been being able to pivot like listening before I had my children I was a very corporate minded Mm. sort of um I guess like focus driven kind of person, like things had to be a certain way and I would yeah. push through whatever I needed to push through to make things happen that way. Yeah. Um, and then raising sensitive children has definitely taught me to relax with all of that and kind of not have the expectations that I had before. They 
like prompt us to lean into our flexibility or it's, it's more so a forced surrender isn't it it's like you have to because there's no other way <laughs> it's either you do it you surrender to flexibility or you're going go insane so what's yep. what's your choice there <laughs> there's been a few moments of insanity I'm not going to lie no. um True. we all have that but yeah I really feel like listening to them too that was something that in hindsight is kind of ironic that I wasn't aware of but that I really hadn't tapped into was how big a teacher our children are you know that was that's definitely something I feel like I didn't understand until they were here yeah I often think that our motherhood is this big awakening in itself because you know not only are they our little mirrors and they like with their sensitivities they're highlighting all of our sensitivities that we've squashed down and masked and tried to hide from to try and you know look look normal and play the part to fit into the adult world and here are these little little beings that are just shining it all back in our face and not allowing us to look away because (laughs) they're making us face it and it's it's a huge evolution of self to step into this mothering role yeah 100 percent. and I really um have noticed in myself the cycles that we go through with that of surrendering like we said and you know sort of allowing those mirrors to shine back at us and then the resistance that comes up within that as well it's it's really powerful yeah and it's like every time you get to a new level you'll meet that resistance and then it's like (laughs) what do we do with this again and go through the motions and and come back around so I, I have this question of um I'm skipping around a bit just to just to see where this leads but what were your biggest challenges when it came to walking this new path and and going against the grain of what you know everybody else around you is doing the biggest thing were this is really ironic now that I'm actually about to voice this I'm like this has been huge healing in the last few days but the biggest thing for me was the aspects of childhood stuff of trying to please and trying to do the right thing um and never quite meeting that mark I spent a lot of time being misunderstood or sort of not doing the right thing um and I found that when I started to step into this journey all of those fears came back up again about being judged like that or being misunderstood you know people I feel like until you step into a journey like this, it's really difficult to understand. It's the same thing as motherhood, right? I had all these ideas of what kind of mom I was going to be. And then. Yeah, sorry, I just lost you for a minute there, but you're back. So, yeah, we have these expectations of ourselves. And often when we have that idea in our head, it can be so challenging to try and fit that (laughs) because like I was saying before you know we have to be flexible and surrender to all of these ideas and go with the flow of what our children are directing for us you know they're the they're the leaders absolutely absolutely and I feel too like in tying in with that sort of fear of judgment or fear of getting it wrong are all of those natural fears that we feel but I feel like they're just part of this mothering journey as well aren't they about like what if we do the wrong thing or what if you know what if we're not giving them 
everything that we need to give them you know yeah. there's been a lot of that <laughs> yeah a lot of that comes up when we're stepping into these like lesser walked paths is like what if I'm not doing enough what I'm not what if I'm not giving them all of the opportunities that I wish that they have what if I'm you know not delivering and um I love how you touched on that point about the um you know, being like the good girl and following the rules. And, you know, if you've been in trouble for not following rules in the past and, you know, you've tried your hardest to stay in line, look look at your corporate background is that trying to make sure you tick all the boxes and get everything in on time. And then we have these children <laughs> that just go and <laughs> can't, we can't even keep the house in, in order, you know, and if we allow it, it can feel really um, like failure because we're not meeting those expectations. Absolutely. There's been huge turnarounds with my expectations and things like that. And with stepping into my power of owning that roadless travel, you know, of allowing Mm. the house not to be as clean as, you know, it says, they say, they say (laughs) it should be, you know, um, all of those kind of things and all of those kind of judgments around what type of work the kids are doing and and that kind of thing as well has been a really huge huge learning curve yeah so tell me what were the tools that you used to help overcome these belief patterns that came up for you um my number one is journaling yeah journaling sort of my go-to for everything but I found um the conscious connection with what's coming up like rather than just going oh that's just a fear or you know like kind of writing these feelings off but actually allowing myself to sit with them and to really understand what's coming up has been really important and I think my children too like they're probably the most powerful tool in this process because like you said they mirror things to us and I feel like especially when we're raising highly sensitive children that they obviously sense a lot of what we're feeling too so a lot of the fears that are presenting or that are being mirrored to me are actually things that I may not have been working on as well as I should have been Um, so just really sitting with them and having those conversations has been really helpful as well. Yeah that's that's really nice so tell me about your journaling processes. So I I use my journaling in a lot of different ways, but I feel like probably um, the most relative to this experience or to working through these fears has been just allowing myself to sit and brain dump. You know, when that noise and that sort of mind chatter gets um, a little insistent or um, yeah consistent then I allow myself to just sit and really just release what's coming up and some of it is absolute nonsense as you know but you know some of it then is really powerful stuff to help in that next process or that next step of healing yeah I love that brain dump and it just sort of gets it's that stream of consciousness and it's like just get it out and and I've actually started to um just the past few days because I've been really frustrated that I'll have these um streams of consciousness when I'm in the middle of 
vacuuming was today or doing the dishes I've been I've been talking to a few different people about I'm so frustrated that I get these great downloads and then I'm in the middle of doing all of these motherhood tasks and they'll just slip out and so I've been like grabbing my phone and filming myself just speaking them into my camera and it's actually been really helpful for me to just be like okay now that's out I can keep going on with my day yes. and so it's just like journaling but in a in a more vocal form because you know you're in the middle of stuff you don't you're not going to like go and get your journal and sit and write so it's just like this is the adaptiveness that we come up with as these magical mothers where we make our journaling work in the moment to capture all of this magic so it's so funny that you say that because talking into that flexibility and that sort of need to pivot when we have our children when the twins were young I would grab my journal like I would just stop what I'm doing and just sit and record those downloads and kind of and especially because um being in that sort of mindset of needing to always get things done it was like if this was work related or whatever this is so important I need to do it you know and it would really just disrupt whatever I was doing so finding that balance between finding creative ways to get what I need out of it as well as doing what needs to be done like the vacuum (laughs) getting things done yeah it's yeah a flexible moment because I remember you know juggling my diary in one hand while I'm helping them do something over here and it just added extra stress doesn't it when you have to speak it and then it's done you know this is just it's working for me the past few days so that's good I love that okay so tell me about um, interest-led discoveries with your kids and how they're they're learning through play so this has been a huge area of unschooling for me because again like that sort of corporate idea that I was so ingrained in for such a long time kind of came through really really strongly as we started Mm. so we would get up in the morning and I'm like have breakfast get dressed sit down and do some work and it was like this is not what we want to be creating there's so much resistance and arguments and all of those things um so I've really had to consciously step back and allow them more space to explore Mm -hmm. and it's been really incredible just this week Cora um announced that she's going to be a scientist when she grows up so everything has been science-based for the last few days and I was worried about like putting too much focus into one area or you know like I mean they're five it's not going to do any harm but what I've noticed is through allowing her that space she's actually reading more she's doing maths because she's working out like you know little calculations of things and stuff like that and it's really it's so much more of a holistic approach if I step back and let her do it than if I'm in there kind of micromanaging. Yeah so true and the thing is that they'll they'll retain so much more when they've driven that that exercise when they're you know pulling out their supplies on their own back and setting it up and you know sourcing that information and um yeah it's the amount of information that my kids retain about their topics of interest I'm like how do you how do you remember all of this stuff I don't remember all of that (laughs) all of these ins and outs and um, my daughter loves teaching me all about her Um, she makes slime and fidgets that she wants to be a fidget inventor so (laughs) 
love it. All of these things. And um, yeah, just oh, the amount of intense interest they have in these areas. And you're right that they get so many, um, such a breadth of information, like of subjects, if you like, because we're so indoctrinated to break learning into subjects that... Absolutely. You know, you can see how each subject will unfold in one small interest if we just give it the space to allow it to unfold without without putting it into boxes. Yeah, absolutely. And that, I mean, we're only what coming into our third month of this journey right now. That's been a huge um, part of my process, I guess, is trying to not put everything into boxes. Like, um, I've got a fear of authority. We've spoken about this before, but in my mind quite often I have to remind myself that reporting isn't as scary as I think it is yeah and sort of allow myself to relax with that a little bit too yeah I've just done my first report this last week and um sent that off so I did it in one day so I've of course put it off to the last minute because it wasn't (laughs) something on my that I wanted to do but um yeah and it was really validating for me because it was confirming that I am allowed to live this lifestyle. This is completely legal. I'm doing everything above board. And anybody that wants to, you know, naysay or say that I'm doing the wrong right, wrong thing, they've got no leg to stand on because I'm ticking the box and I got it done. Yeah, <laughs> and that's fabulous. It's just like we are unschooling and I'm writing in here our belief systems and the way my children learn and how we facilitate that. And I'm just like, yeah, this is the way. This is the way for us. So fabulous. Yeah. And because, yeah, we are in a space where we do just let them follow what they want to do. And we're really working on taking the pressure off because, you know, myself being um, like a high achiever in school. Um, and then, you know, wanting to have that, having that expectation that your children will be great at learning or whatever they're wanting to do, but taking that pressure off and, and not grading and not marking and not assessing, it's really, it's really quite freeing. Yeah, absolutely. I really believe that. And something that has been really quite freeing for me too, this is actually something um, I was just reflecting on today was we when the kids started at prep last year we had this idea like we were aware of the things that we wanted to teach them that was outside the curriculum yeah. um outside like the school curriculum and we had all of these great intentions but then as the year starts like they're so tired when they come home they've just peopled all day they don't want to do anything and I noticed today um just sitting outside and sun baking with Kiva like she wakes up in the morning and says can we go and sit in the morning sun we couldn't do that last year because you know morning rush and all of those things mm. watching her ability to connect in with what she needs and with her own sort of natural connection with the world around her and stuff has just been absolutely fabulous yeah I I love that and I've noticed that in my my children as well because even though like at the beginning when they were younger I would try and impose my curriculum of you know we're going to meditate and we're going to journal and we're going to you know learn about all of these types of energetic practices and like trying to teach them the ways of the universe is how I said it. And then my eldest would be like, I'm not you, mum. I don't want to know about that. 
<laughs> but by just like just living my own life and following my own passions, I'll be like, hey, can you come in and help me with this? And be like, just a moment. I'm just meditating in the sun. Yes, <laughs> so I she's love already it. doing it without like, yeah, being forced into everything. So that's the goal, I believe. That's the goal is that they're watching and absorbing and they'll take it on in their own way, which is what you want. Absolutely. And it's so funny that you say that because just yesterday I was reflecting on kind of my idea of what homeschooling was going to be like. And like that, we were like going to get up every morning and do yoga together and meditate together and all of this stuff. And I think we probably manage like one morning a week for on our mats together. Yeah. But what happens is I always take a second mat out when I'm doing my morning yoga and, you know, every now and then one of them will join in but when I walk away and go to make my cup of tea or do whatever I notice that they come in and start doing their own like five minutes or something afterwards so yeah that's been a beautiful experience to me that's what that's what I found with yoga as well is that if I suggest it then they're no but yes. if I <laughs> do it myself and then just leave it on and then they'll come and join in yeah, yeah. that's it's that's the way it works in our house too so it's nice isn't it beautiful so what are you excited about looking into the future I'm excited there's so much I'm excited about I'm like I don't know where to start um one of the biggest things I'm excited about is the healing that we are carrying in this in this experience together like I see so much of my own childhood wounds and stuff coming yeah. right up to sort of be seen and to be heard um but also just knowing that we're breaking those patterns and we're breaking those cycles so that my kids will hopefully be much more inspired to walk the paths less traveled and to kind of not feel like they have to you know go to any sort of extremes to fit in or to to do the things that we did when we were kids that's right carry those burdens absolutely yeah Beautiful. So just to wrap us up, Claire, uh, I'll let everybody know that you can find Claire on Facebook. Her page is Claire Rowe, the wellness witch, and I'll pop the links in the description so you can go straight there. And Claire, would you like to tell us about your work or something that you're offering that anybody that might be interested in taking you up on your intuitive healing, your psychic readings? Sure. Um, so I do offer psychic readings online and in person in Red Bank Plains. Um, but I think the most unique offering that I have and the offering that's sort of really been coming through over the last couple of years is my healing, which I relate to heart stories healing. So it's tapping into my Irish ancestry of um, the Shanaki, which is the storyteller. So it's really about connecting in and channeling those stories through. That sounds beautiful. I'll have to investigate. Yes. 
Thank you so much for joining me, Claire, and for sharing your story with us today. Um, And thank you, everybody, for listening and for joining us and joining me, Dania Foster, for this Magical Mothering podcast. And I'll let you know, if you enjoy listening to our stories and philosophies, don't forget to click subscribe so you can get an update on my next episode and share it with your friends. And you can check out all the show notes at daniafoster.com slash blog slash episode 25. And if you'd like to have a more intimate container to work with me on becoming the grounded guide your child chose you to be, please come visit my website, daniafoster.com. I'd also love to invite you to circle with me in my online circle collective where I hold space for our magical mothering journey in our sacred container every full and new moon. And together we can share our stories and what's really going on in our world. And you can find that community at daniafoster.com circle. Thank you.